Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Jackman Radio. I am your host, Mike Jackman, joined by my twin, Eric Jackman. Eric, what's going on today on Super Bowl Sunday? You know, we're just, we're out here and we're hawking and we figured it'd be fun to go live and say hi to everyone. We haven't, uh, I don't know, what has it been, a couple weeks since we did one of these? Or Yeah, a couple weeks, you know, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's just nice to relax this weekend. It didn't really do much. We, um... Friday night. What did we do on Friday? Oh, we oh we went out with mom. <laughs> we had a great night with uh, with our mom. We we went out to our favorite place uh, in Keene called Elm City Brewing, where they have the uh, really good chicken wings and uh, peach beer. And we went there, and then we went to, to do a nightcap at um, Tempesta's, where you, you your band played in New Year's. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a the wings at Elm City are, are just as good as they've, they've ever been. Probably the best in New Hampshire. I'm going to go ahead and say that the chicken wings at Elm City, specifically the buffalo wings with the homemade blue cheese yeah. in New Hampshire, are the best chicken wings in all of New Hampshire. Dude. I, I, anyone go try there. Established in 1994. Uh, really great Kolsch, uh, which, is a, which is a German, a hot German style beer. They have one where they do where they have more wheat with it, but raspberry in it. You know, they got the raspberry guild. And then they have the peach one, which is to die for. Which is a favorite. Peachy Keen, it's called. And it's definitely a favorite. Yeah, I got garlic buffalo wings uh, with ranch. And this is an area where Mike and I kind of, I think it's it's only one of the only areas, Mike, where you and I part ways. This could cause the next American Civil War before we have to go to Reconstruction. <laughs> Mike likes the blue cheese with his wee-wees. We call wings wee-wees. And I like ranch. Now, I'm not like against blue ches, but just, you know, when I whenever I get wings, I go with the... Uh, I go with the ranch. Right. It's not like you're trying to aggress against blue cheese. Well, I'm not but trying to violate the nap. Puberty but blockers. You, you don't go with it like out the gate. No, but I'll, you know, I'll do the blue cheese, but I prefer the ranch. So people want to know <clears throat> what the difference are between the Jackman twins. One huge difference is, uh, you know, ranch and blue ranch. cheese. I think that's a major ideological difference too. I think there's, there's a lot of implications about that. Yeah. About yeah. the great, it's the great debate: ranch versus blue cheese, like Coke yeah. versus Pepsi. Um, it's true. Yeah, Kyle Matovic. Well, we got, I mean, we got our boy Kyle on. watching. We hung with the flannel flamer today. We did. Yeah, I put out a little to- uh, post on some social media. Our our beloved naturalist capitalist Reed Coverdale. Um, Tweed Coverdale, fresh yeah. off a Mondo Giga Chad appearance on Timcast. Uh, we were all watching and. Really proud of him and psyched to see that he went on there with Jose Galison, um, two of the 300 members of uh, Tower Gang. <laughs> Dude, it was a great appearance, Mike. Like, we, we were watching when, when they it got was. the Haymakers. We were cheering loud. Yeah, it was really good. It was one of the better episodes of Timcast uh, as of late, probably since, uh, since uh, Lint from Cliberty Lockdown went on with Top Lobster. Right. Yeah, no, it was good. And... Um, you know, Reed overall was happy with it. And um, what was, hold on, I got a, I got a wedgie. Oh, I got to you know, you got to fix it sometimes. We'll do it. We'll do it live on air. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Okay, that's better. I got to unbutton this too. Get a little comfortable, a little more cash. So yeah, let me, uh, I got a tweet. So Reed gave me uh, Jackman Radio and myself like an epic shout out when he was on there. Let's see. 
He's like, only Rosie O'Donnell. But she deserved it, and nobody's going to say otherwise. I know. No one's going to like disagree with it, Eric. You know that she didn't. Yeah, I don't watch uh, um, Tim Pool all the time, but it was really cool to see them on there. All right, what did I do wrong here? Okay, are you able to see? Yep. Okay. All right. Just let me know if you can hear this. It's a great shout out. Can you hear that, Mike? Nope. Remember last time you did something, you had to do something with your volume to adjust that and make that work. Okay. This should work. I do miss him. I mean, I'm glad yes. that like we're starting to see Does that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. More. Um. And I mean, I I I just loved the comedic. <laughs> He oh brought God, to everything. Yeah, it was so, so much good. fun. He initiated oh. clown world. <laughs> so I'm really much did. fun. I want to meet him because I'm tired of talking about him like third person. Donald, come on the show. And what doesn't he own Truth Social? So yeah. how could he? Did he sign? You guys got to get uh, my you friend can... Eric Jackman on here. He does the perfect Trump impersonations. <laughs> you got to check check out Jackman Radio on Twitter. Do a full everybody, go follow in, in Trump. Oh Trump God, he's, he he Trump has seen him act as himself, and he approved of it. He had him come up on stage and congratulated him and everything. Phil's seen it. It's great. It's, it's so. a good It's a good Trump. He's losing weight, though. He's been getting in shape. So good on you, buddy. Yeah, but he's trying to emulate Trump's perfect health. So. <laughs> oh, awesome. You got the Levant, uh, or Levante, uh, trip, the uh, Levante endorsement. Yeah, the Levante endorsement was huge getting that. But that was cool, man. That was, that was awesome to see, and I appreciate Reed and Jose um, and Phil, you know, and, and yeah, it was a great, it was, you know, Reed got in some really good, uh, good stuff in there because it's not like an interview show where it's like Joe Rogan and he has someone on and they just do three hour, like free for all, uh, Tim covers the news or they get like news subjects, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a news. Yeah. They talk about the news. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was great. That was a really great episode and they, they got some, uh, they got some good singers in there and. Gallowstone delivered the goods on Oklahoma City, talking about Terrence Yeeke, the um, I believe he was a police officer who was one of the first responders on the scene after the bombing happened. And it, what he witnessed and what he talked about was uh, vastly at odds with the official story. And he was later found dead in the field. And I believe they officially ruled it a suicide, uh, which is, uh, you know, kind of twisted. And uh, But Gallison, Jose Gallison on his podcast, No Way Jose, has done a really amazing Oklahoma city deep dive series. It's at this point, I don't know, five or six parts or something like that. So we have Gallison here talking about it. Yeah. Uh, probably the thing I'm best known for is my coverage of the OKC, uh, the Oklahoma city bombing thing. Uh, that's why I have a shirt on. Uh, Terrence Hickey didn't kill himself. That's what dragged me into it. The character of Terrence Hickey was an American hero. Uh, he had a very incredulous death and oh, ruled the suicide immediately. And uh, I think he, uh, I think he's an American hero that needs to be remembered. And I think uh, there are people out there that need to be held to account for his death. Uh, wow. 
epic Galison. Epic. Yeah, that was great, and, man. You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of uh, audience out there, and a lot of people are hungry for different topics and for um, more truth, you know, about bigger events like that, or, you know, information that's uh, suppressed or not allowed to, to be broadcast typically on the nightly news. So I think that's why, like, a show like TimCast does well and those podcasts because people are, are hungry for different information and uh, an open dialogue about that stuff. You know what they tell you, you're not allowed to talk about. Well, you should be talking about it. Yeah, no, it was good. It was really good. So that was, uh, that was exciting and uh, fun to hang out with Reed today and kind of get the, uh, get the summary summary from him about the trip. And they, you know, they flew him and Galison out there, put him up in hotels, sent cars. They rolled out the red carpet. Okay. They did. They rolled out the red carpet. So that was awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a cool uh, a cool time. You're actually going to be with Reed again this weekend down in D.C., right? Yes. So we are um, the uh, much talked about and anticipated and fractured and drama-laden anti-war march. The biggest one to come down the pike since the lead-up to the Iraq war, I think. I've been trying to rack my brain if there's been anything like this of this magnitude since Iraq. And I don't think there is. I don't think so either. No. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be going down to that and um, going to the March. It's on Sunday, February 19th. And I'm going to pull up the uh, website because there's some more information here. Yeah. There's some great speakers on the bill. I mean, this is a gathering of, uh, a lot of true anti-war voices in America, you know, and, and the platform is not given to them a lot often. Right. But to see them all come together, like Jimmy Dore and Ron Paul, Dennis Kucinich, Tulsi, it's huge. This is a, this is a really big deal, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're look you're looking at you know people who are national figures, um, and you know, arguably with with some inter well, yeah, international uh, platforms too. I mean. Ron Paul and Tulsi and Dennis, they're known all over the world. I mean, Kucinich back leading up to uh, the bullshit in Syria. He went over to Syria and sat down and interviewed Assad uh, for Fox News. Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw it, though. Did they ever air it? Yeah, yeah, you can get it. Um, it's on, I think it's on YouTube. But, you know, Dennis went over there. And then, of course, after that, Tulsi went over to Syria uh, when she was a sitting member of Congress and met with Assad and toured what was going on over there, you know, to see it for herself. And then of course, uh, Jimmy Dore, funny, funny guy. He's got his podcast and, uh, we met Jimmy when he came to New Hampshire during the primary in 2020. And, uh, play, I played trivia with him in Tulsi and Cullen and a bunch of other friends. Mike Tracy was there. That was a fun night. We had dinner, we had an Indian for dinner and then went to uh, like a trivia night thing and hung out. So, I'm just like, I'm psyched, man, to see these kind of people coming together. Like, I've always dreamed about putting something like this together. Yeah, this is the Avengers for peace, you know? This is like, yeah. <laughs> this is this, uh, what we would call the Avengers of anti-war. And look at that next slate, dude, of based. Right, dude, are you, dude, Cynthia McKinney and Scott Horton and Andrew. Are you kidding me? Come on, dude. Horton, dude, he's, he's not happy to be there, Mike. He's not there for his health. Dude, when McKinney went on the flotilla, though, she put like she, she was on, she put, she was actually on the flotilla, Eric. Yeah, she put her her safety and her uh, her life on the line, you know. So Scott and Cynthia will be great, and these are a lot of these guys are uh, Jack and Radio uh, alum. We've had Ron on, we've had Tulsi, haven't had Dennis on yet, 
Um, I've talked to him about coming on. So if I run into him in Washington, you know, I'll see if we can get him on. But we've had Cynthia on, Scott Horton, uh, and Ann Wright. We've had them on as well. I'm looking forward to meeting Ann Wright in person. She's awesome. I think she lives in Hawaii. She was a colonel, right? Yeah, she was a colonel. And then Chris Hedges, Mike. He's just a giant bucket of ice water. Like, if you're looking to have your day ruined by a lot of inconvenient truths, you need to read an article by Chris Hedges. Yeah. If you don't want warm and fuzzy feelings about how the empire is going, read Chris Hedges. God. He's got it, though. I mean, he's pretty spot on about a lot of his analysis, I think. Yeah. No, Hedges is an incredible critic of the empire. And, yeah, I turned to his his work is, uh, you know, is invaluable, dude. Just great, great work. And then, of course, a uh, friend of the podcast, Dan McAdams, the uh, executive director of the Ron Paul Institute. Um, he will be there. So I've, I saw him, what did I see him twice last year? I went to two Ron Paul Institute events uh, with Reed and Dawson came to one of them with us, the one in Texas. And uh, that was fun, man. So that was cool to meet him. We've yeah. had him on the show. He does then, great work, man. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Max Blumenthal. I've never met him. I've been a fan of his work for a while. He, you know, foreign policy in Syria. He's he's based on all that. He's got it. Yeah, he's got it. And then Jill Stein. She's I think she's one of our very first interviews we've ever, ever did. I think Jill Stein was the first. Yeah. Jackman Radio uh YouTube like filmed thing that we did. Yeah, we filmed it. We went to her house when she was running for president and sat down with her. So that was cool. And then, yeah, Tara Reed, and then Kim Iverson, who I did a, um, we, I was in person on the ground here in New Hampshire, and she was online from California, and Tulsi was in D.C. Uh, we did a digital town hall up here in New Hampshire for the Gabbard campaign. So I met Kim through that, but I haven't met her in person. So, you know, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody, but these are just, you know, some of the names that, that we know. And then who Mike is to Jackson Hinkle? Yeah, MAGA communism with Jackson Hinkle. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, our friend Pasta Jardula, who we've had on. We've been on his show, uh, AM Wake Up in the Convo Couch. Um, so I'm glad to see he's speaking. That'll be uh, great to see him again in person. I saw him three years ago, you know, again for the, the Gabbard campaign. He came out here with the Convo Couch people, and that was uh, that was cool to meet them. So, yeah, it's a great lineup. And, um, I'm going to be driving down there, staying for the weekend, and I'll be at the march. So anybody you know who's watching or listening, if you want to say hi to me, um, I'm going to set up, hang out in front of um, the Lincoln. It's at the Lincoln Memorial. It starts at 1230, but I'm going to get there around 11 just so I can uh, – I'm going to try and bring a, a GoPro with me and a microphone to get some clips and get some uh, you know some people to talk and say hi and get some videos. Um, so, yeah. If you want to say hi to me, I'll be in front of the Lincoln Memorial at 11 on Sunday, February 19th. And the March. Week from today. Week, yeah, actually, a week from today. Jeez, that came up quick, man. And, uh, you know, of course, there's a big controversy. Scott Ritter was originally invited, then he was disinvited, and then he was back on the slate, and now he's off the slate again. And, uh, you know, that's been a whole controversy. I didn't want to get involved in that drama. You know, I just want to get the message of anti-war and opposing escalation with the Ukraine-Russia situation. Um, you know, talk about the Nord Stream pipeline. I mean, no one's like even talking about that. You're not even hearing about it anywhere. So to me, this is an opportunity for people to get together who agree um, on some big picture stuff. 
that, you know, we don't agree on everything else, but I think it's going to be important. So I'm really excited to be part of it and be down there and see everybody. Yeah, we agree, you know, that we shouldn't be over in other countries, uh, you know, destroying people's countries, infrastructure and uh, taking lives. Yeah. You know, we don't want to use our tax dollars and we don't want to send our military over there to do that. And for that to be called extreme or radical or controversial, I think is complete inversion. And I think it's crazy. I think the psychopaths have taken over the narrative when you're someone who wants peace and doesn't want that to happen. You're called an extremist. That shows you that it's, it's the complete opposite you know, of, of the truth and reality when you don't want that to happen. We don't want any more veterans coming back that are living under bridges and committing suicide and suffering from PTSD and getting addicted to drugs. We don't want that. And I think the best way to prevent that from happening is to uh, shut the wars down and, and stop, you know, invading other countries and stop uh, insisting on uh, sending our military, you know, all around the world because it never ends well. The reality is it never ends well. You know, the, uh, I saw a quote the other day. Um, the only ones who have seen the end of war are the dead. You know, and that's uh, that's the sad reality of it. So yeah, that'll be a great march uh, for Eric to go to, and he'll be there. Uh, he'll be down in D.C. this weekend, and the actual march is on Sunday, like you uh, like you said. Yeah. And uh, yeah, did you see? Um, did you see Sam Smith at the Grammys? Did you see that? Oh. Uh, you see that satanic Illuminati um, orgy sponsored by Pfizer? I, mean, I thought it was, it was incredible what they did. I don't know. Do you have? Do you maybe have like a clip of it? Or yeah, we'll get you. It's just like this is this is what uh, this is passing as entertainment. You know, these days. Now, you know, if it was good, if it was actually good, then that's fine. I mean, you know, there's plenty. I love scary movies. You know, but yeah, we I mean, like. This, you want the good is, Satanism? Yeah, this is just like like it's fucking gross. It's gross. Beaten. Yeah, let, let's, let's see it. Okay. It's actually a hot track, though. Well, they got they got him in ISIS cages. They got Jihadi John there. Ugh. Somebody tweeted he's the first pop star with a plumber's crack. Did you see that? No. I might have been one of the Ike boys who wrote that. <laughs> Listen to the way they cheered the blood ritual. Sorry, Bohemian Grove cremation of care. Brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, they didn't show the, the Pfizer thing, but that was sponsored that was sponsored by Pfizer. That performance, the, that, that simulcast. Was it legit? Legitimately? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, Eric. Oh. I mean it's that's be, that's beyond parody. I mean, they can't even that's not even something that um SNL could could spoof. I mean, because they're brought to you by Pfizer too. But yeah, that's kind of when you see musicians leaning into the Satanism and and the El Diablo, it's kind of tired. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting, Mike. They had Madonna put on the mask. You know, Jim Carrey the mask. They had her put it on, and they showed that mid transformation. You know, she was like, "Yeah, let me see if I can get uh, get Madonna pulled up." God. Yeah. What was the last good album Madonna made? You know, like, forget about her, her critiquing her looks. And I mean, what, what was her like last good song when she played? Uh, what was it, Evita or uh, what was that movie? Don't cry, oh, for, don't me, cry Argent- for me, Argentina. Yeah, what, what was a uh, what was that character's name? It was it was a real person, right? Like a Vita real leader. Pong? Yeah, Ooh. 
I think the last time she was relevant is when she made out with Britney Spears at an award show like 20 years ago. Ew. Yeah, I mean, that's just like, that's just Satanism and play right there, folks. That is just, I mean, you look at that, you know, this is someone who's 63, 64, 65 years old just trying to pretend they're 17 and they have the adrenochrome, they have the, uh, they got the, you know, the baby formula from Planned Parenthood that they're rubbing on their, their cheekbones. That's having the opposite effect. It's making them look more satanic and more evil, folks. Infowars.com. Good God, Mike. What's your favorite Madonna song? Take a bow. <laughs> That's, That's a actually a yeah. With the matador? You see Auntie Angela, she commented here, it's not too late to come back from this. Angela McArdle. Yeah, she's one of the organizers of the anti-war march this weekend, it's right? Chair of the whole Libertarian Party, yeah. Um, yeah, the Madonna meme is uh, is incredible. Well, it was a long lens, right? That's what's to blame. It wasn't yeah. the fillers, the Botox, and the and the and the, and the baby blood. Yeah, and the uh, the cartilage that she took from Mickey Rourke. It wasn't the Puma cartilage. It was a long lens. <laughs> Fucking Puma car- cartilage. Yeah, take a bow is a good. The show is over. Take a bow. That's a hot. That's a hot track, dude, from the nineties. Goodbye. Yeah, that was all. then the, the black and white one of her when she's say goodbye. It, it, she did an SNL skit with uh, Wayne and Garth back in the day that was pretty provocative. I don't know if you remember that. That was good. Um, I don't think so. Weird Al had uh, like a sturgeon or no, like a surgeon. It was uh, just yeah, a send off yeah. of like a virgin. Yeah, she had some great songs. These people are evil. She's <laughs> so evil, Mike. Now she's just basically, she's got a, uh, she has her own QVC mail-in shopper show with Balenciaga where they're just on there selling baby parts blatantly for nineteen ninety five to the third caller. If you call right now, you get free shipping on your baby bladder bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it is now, you know, with the Grammys and... I mean, people are over the award shows. They don't even, they, they, you know, the public writ large is over it, man. Gervais freaking popped the balloon. The, the, speaking yeah. of the balloons, Ricky yeah. Gervais popped the bubble on that, man, a couple he, years ago when he hosted it and roasted all of them. He did, man. You know, and, and, and the latest thing is the, uh, with the Oscar bullshit, is the campaign for uh, Andrea Riseborough from Two Leslie, which we watched last week, which I got to say, man, was a great performance. You know, I do got to say, talking about the Soma and the uh, Drug of the Empire uh, movies and entertainment, I thought she was great in Two Leslie, which is now a film that they're talking about, which is, you know, it's the small indie film that could, you know, it's probably just another op, but you know, it was, it was a pretty good flick. What'd you think? Yeah, I liked it, man. It was, it was entertaining. You know, it was hard to watch it at uh, some moments though, for sure. You kind of had to, you had to be committed, you know? Yeah, it was a commitment for sure. Yeah, but I liked it. The lead actress there who was in it, she was, she was really good. Andrea yeah. Riceboro. I hope she wins. I hope she wins and she slaps Will Smith. Yeah. So the Grammys, uh, Mike, the big meme for me to come out of the Grammys is Ben Affleck. As far as I'm concerned, he won uh, He won the Grammys. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see I, the memes of him with uh, uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Aniston. No, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah, he's back for another trip with J-Lo. He couldn't get enough from Jenny from the block, quite frankly. And if it was my block, I would kick her off the block because she's a disaster and her music's terrible, okay? Um, but the meme was, Mike, that Ben Affleck is the boyfriend or the husband at his girlfriend's company Christmas party. Okay. So just take a look here at Ben Affleck at the Grammys. See you. 
Oh, the rock. Gross. Okay, that wasn't a good... Yeah, there's Hold a brief cut shot of uh, Affleck and... Oh, there's better. There's better Affleck. Okay, you got... Yeah. Batfleck. He's coming back for the uh, the new Flash. He'll be in... Oh, is he? Yep, he's gonna. He's back, and uh, Keaton's back, and there, there's rumors Christian Bale is coming back for a cameo with uh, the new Flash. Oh, there's yeah, he looks. So he's a boyfriend at his or or a husband, a spouse at his wife's company holiday party. Yeah, it's just not looking good there. Ah, I can't believe you said that, man. Why'd you say that? I when was in made in Manhattan. What you gonna talk about then? When you when you do yeah. Oh, wait, where's Matt Demon? Hello, darkness, no, my old friend. Oh, wait. I've come to talk with you again. Yes, yes, you did, Because a vision softly creeping. I'm just zooming in on his uh, scowl for our listening audience. And the vision that was planted in my brain still. Yeah, he wasn't having no fun, Mike. He's over it. You know, he's over it. Yeah, he had his fill, but... He's basically over it. And I would oh. say, fans of Ben Affleck, go back before Goodwill Hunting. Um, go back to Voyage of the Mimi. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about to all of our, our Ben Affleck fans out there. You know, Voyage of the Mimi, the town. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know... What do you like that he did, Eric? I mean, what do you... Oh, I mean, the town is quintessential Aflac. Obviously, Goodwill Hunting, even though his accent was so stupid, uh, was good. Um, what did boy, you think of him as Batman? Terrible. terrible. Better than Clo Clooney? Better? Uh, no, Clooney's better because he was so bad. Clooney was way better. Uh, Give yeah, it up, Freeze. Give it up. Clooney's, Clooney's just like... And, Schumacher's like, and action. And Clooney's like... Give it up, freeze. Give it up, freeze. And he's got his bat nipples. Yeah, he had the bat nipples. It was just, just awful. And Val Kilmer as Batman's look. He's kind of Puma. He was a good Bruce Wayne, Val Kilmer, but yeah. Michael Keaton's my all-time favorite. They got him coming back. I mean, if the if the ad hasn't dropped yet from the Illuminati blood ritual known as the Super Bowl, where they have blood packets, they have gout, there's just blood. They sell blood, they even sell Coors Light. They sell blood. They literally have at the concession stands, they have kegs full of blood that they sell. And then they spray it all over Katy Perry and Madonna and they do their blood ritual. And Alistair Crowley comes out and he gives he gives it his stamp of approval in Wars.com. Good. But God. um uh yeah, they're releasing a trailer uh for the flash. Ezra Miller's being rehabbed, dude. I'm here for it. Yeah, they, they they can come back from this. They can gloss over all the things he did, you know, that was going on. People people, people already forgot about it. I even forgot what he did, Mike. Well, apparently he endangered a child in Vermont, but it's like, you know, who hasn't? You know what I mean? Okay. Who hasn't endangered a child in Vermont? That's Vermont. You know, Bernie Sanders. We'll go see it, though, Mike, right? I mean, because Keaton, yeah, because that's an MK Ultra part of our childhood. That is the, that's the MK Ultra Dark Knight that we grew up with, where they right. had Jack Nicholson... Um, who grew up believing that his mother was his sister and his, uh, you know, his mother was his grandmother, you know? The, the, so the woman he believed he grew up believing was his sister was actually his mother. And the woman he grew up believing was his mother was actually his grandmother. So that's normal. Yeah. Really? That's Jack Nicholson. That's some, a bit of his background. So when you how see him lose it in the shining, you're like, dude, it's a Tuesday night. <laughs> how when old was he when he learned that or figured that out? That's a good question. I don't know. 
is he still at the Lakers games? Like, you know, when you see him courts, like, dude, yelling at the refs, like. Yeah, he's not going to those anymore. The people around him are worried that he's, like, finally literally throwing in the towel and he's done. He's not leaving his uh, estate and he's not seeing people. And He's going to I mean, he, How old is he, like, 85? Yeah, he's got to be 86, 85, 86. He's an old hag. And, you know, he has um, a daughter that he had from, like, you know, a one-night stand or a love child. And she's like a, an actress in New York. Really? I saw a story about, yeah, let me let me call it up. I saw a story about her. I think it was in the New York Post. And, uh, you know, she's on Instagram. And Does she look like him? Does she have the... Yeah, she wrote a uh, thing about uh, Nepo babies. Oh, that article? She wrote that? And she said, I wish that I was a Nepo baby. Um, You know, I wish I could get, get some kind of... Well, let me tell you, being an Apple baby is not all it's cracked up to be. People still attack you in your heart. They still are mad at you about your leaf trimmings, and they still continue to attack you outside of restaurants. Me and Kelly were just trying to celebrate after the RNC and go get some uh, spinach, and we were accosted outside the restaurant down in D.C. I'm the one who wrote the no-knock warrant, you idiots. He wrote the bill, Eric. He did. He wrote the Breonna Taylor bill. Do you support... I'm Jack Nicholson's daughter. I wish people could call me a Nepo baby. Oh, I see it. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't really believe that. That's my daughter. Yeah, Infowork.com. Dude, Emmerich's son, Rex? Yeah. He has Nepo it. babies. The worst thing you could ever call the successful child of a celebrity. Yet, as Jack Nicholson's illegitimate daughter, it's a label that I would be thrilled to have applied to me. One by one, a host of celebrity offspring have stepped forward to downplay the positive impact their connections have had on their own careers in entertainment. I was particularly incensed when L Lily Rose Depp, who it should be noted I'm a fan of, suggested that it was misogynistic to be labeled a Nepo baby when it is unquestionable that her being the child of Johnny Depp and Vanessa Paradis is why the proverbial doors were open for her. No. Lily well, she's Rose, talented. She's talented. Yeah, she would, dude, she would totally would have beaten without her dad being Captain Jack Sparrow, right? She's better actress than Meryl Streep. Good God, Mike. Well, you know, that's the thing. We've talked about this too, man. So, like, we talked specifically with the children of the Beatles. Yeah. Okay, I see. <clears throat> There's my dad. Yeah, she I mean, says she, she's my daughter. She's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Tessa Corin. But, yeah, what were you saying about the Beatles? So the children of the Beatles, we've met a couple of, or we've met, uh, we met Sean, John Lennon's younger son that he had with Yoko. And um, I mean, that dude has to hear about that every day of his life. And so does Julian Lennon, who's John Lennon's older, his, you know, eldest son, who's uh, now 60, made it to 60, which is wild to see considering John Lennon only made it to 40. Um, you know, and he's given recent interviews. He did a great walking interview with Kevin Nealon where they were hiking together and uh, he's, he's made peace with it. You know, he's made peace with it. He's not as angry about it as he used to be. But, I mean, can you, you know, you can kind of imagine, like, you, you don't choose what your circumstances you're born into, right? Right. So if you're to be asked about that every day of your life, that's going to get old. But at the same time, you you know, you have a better life than, than a lot of humanoids on planet Earth. Um, but right. Julian, Julian Lennon didn't grow up super wealthy. That's what a lot of people don't understand and don't realize. Um, you know, with his mother, Cynthia Lennon, who was John Lennon's first wife, um, they kind of tried to keep that secret and downplay the fact that Lennon was, was married young, you know, at 23, 24 and had, had a child and, uh, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't grow up wealthy and it took many years to, uh, get to a certain place. And now he, you know, in order to be closer to his father, he collects John Lennon's and Beatles memorabilia. 
And uh, yeah, Julian seems like a pretty cool, well-grounded type dude, though. And when he released uh, Too Late for Goodbyes and Valette in the 80s, he did it. He initially sent the demo and his work in under a different name just to see if he could get in on talent alone. And he, he got the deal. So, I mean, he is super talented. Ju check out Julian Lennon's album, uh, Photograph Smile, which I think is a, a fantastic album that stands on its own merit, as well as Sean Lennon's album, Friendly Fire, which came out in 2006. So they were born with the talent. But uh, they are talented dudes. They are. Yeah. I love seeing it when they hang out together. I'd love them to cut an out, make an album together. You know, call it the Lennon Brothers, play John Lennon or their own and, music. And Donnie Harrison is amazing. Watch his clip of singing his dad's song, Let It Down, on Conan O'Brien. If you've never seen that clip um, of, of him performing his dad's song from All Things Must Pass, there's no doubt the talent that exists seeing that. So I think it's a double-edged sword, though, you know, because you can get comps, you can get into stuff, you get swag, you get recognized, but then you're always compared to your parent. You're I mean, imagine every, every day of your life being compared to your father or your mother, right? Just because you know you were born. Well, into... and always being asked about them constantly. Yeah, yeah. So that would yeah, be, definitely. That I would know. get old. We watched uh, the Pamela Anderson documentary too. The uh, oh yeah, Love Pamela on Netflix. I, I thought that was pretty good. You know, I like Pamela's redemption arc. She was treated very unfairly. <laughs> Pamela was treated very unfairly by the press. Her and Mitch Buchanan running down the beach together at Baywatch. This is Oscar-worthy stuff. Ah. And it's really based, too, dude. Her whole thing about Julian Assange. Yeah, she's buddies with Julian Assange and a supporter of WikiLeaks. And she would anytime she'd find herself over in London, Mike, when he was uh, holed up at the uh, Ecuadorian embassy, she'd bring him a coffee and go and visit him, and they'd, they'd hang out. So I think that proves, Mike, there's so much more than just being a blonde bombshell. Absolutely. And, you know, Barbed Wire, not a good movie. Not a great movie. <laughs> she was like, I don't even know if there was a script to that movie. <laughs> dude, she, she killed even... it in Chicago, though. The Chicago revival? Oh, dude. She was a triple threat. Singing, dancing, and acting. And she can do it. Yeah. You know? But I don't know, man. I, I know we were talking about it. It, it, it. Just what a weird thing to be her two sons there that she had with Tommy Lee. Oh, yeah. And literally, like, as a son all of this stuff is out there of your mother, obviously her naked on the internet and all the playboy modeling she did all of her acting, all the tabloid fodder, the sex tape. I mean, dude, how are those kids going to ever be normal? They seem, I don't know. They seem pretty, pretty well grounded and, you know, talented dudes. Yeah. Yeah. They seem, but yeah, they seem, that is weird. Yeah. And uh quick Patreon plug folks. We got to do it. Uh, that's our Patreon up there. Um, we want to keep growing it. You know, we want to keep doing special projects and I want to travel more and interview people. So if you like what we do and you want to support us, Patreon is the best way. We've had great success with it. Um, you know, Our no patrons way. paid for the airfare for you to fly back from Washington, D.C. to Manchester. Yes. This this Sunday. I'm going to pick, I'm picking Eric up at midnight at Manchester Airport. We yeah. have the codes. So that's, that's a good example, Mike. So for things... Uh, for our patrons, if they're wondering, you know, uh, what their five or ten dollar or twenty dollar a month uh, patronage goes towards, that's one prime example. I'll be going be able to go down to this Rage Against the War Machine march, and I was able to buy my plane ticket to come home um, from Reagan in D.C. back to Manchester uh, with the money from Patreon. So it ha it has a real impact. So even if you think five dollars or ten dollars is like Oh, you know, what kind of difference could that, could that make? It adds up, man, and it does have an impact. So 
we urge you if you like what we do um to consider you know going to patreon.com slash jackman radio and becoming a patron we appreciate all of our patrons i love you guys um like i just can't thank you enough for your support so you guys keep us going and a little teaser we recorded an interview with uh, a very big uh, irish pop singer on friday and that will be coming out hopefully this friday in conjunction with another youtube channel so keep your eye on this space for that and uh you know in new hampshire news a couple of political items we have uh we have the uh democratic party uh you know messing with our primary and we have our governor uh Sununu thinking about running for president what do you think about those things eric yeah well, I think it's stupid what the Democrats are doing. You know, I'm not surprised. I mean, stupid and Democrat, that, that goes hand in hand, quite frankly. They are very low IQ people, and they have no idea what they're doing. They're a disaster. They're Actually, excuse me, they're a complete disgrace, okay, to everybody, to American politics. But, uh, yeah, New Hampshire is just a small state. We're not diverse enough. How could we possibly be given the first in the nation primary um, so the Democrats, you know, Brandon and company, and Brandon did terribly here. His, it was, you know, he, was, he got embarrassed here. Look, man, I cut a deal with Clyburn at the fish fry. I said, look, Jim, you endorse me. You make me win South Carolina. We'll cut New Hampshire. We'll make South Carolina fly. And then he went like this, and I went and I yelled. Then I yelled. During the State of the Union, I yelled. And then I go soft. I said, look who's sitting in the box with Jill. Zelensky's cousin who launders money with Bo and Hunter, you know. So that's brand. That's a little Brandon for today for you. But sorry, yeah. Anyways, you were saying about Dude, that's fucking. That's fucking incredible, Mike. <laughs> yeah, the Democrats uh, are cocking the primary, but the Republicans are holding firm on it, and they want to maintain um, first in the nation status. So their primary is going to be fun, dude. And That's then, yeah. February, for roughly the first week, week and a half of February of uh, 2024. So, guys, we're talking about literally 12 months from, from right now where we're going to see the primary. And, dude, yeah. God God King is going to be up there mixing it up, dude. I, I And I, I predict DeSantis is going to run. I mean, at this point, dude, he he's – if he's the guy who's who's either ahead or slightly behind Trump in most polls, how can he not run at this point, right? Yeah, no, he's totally running, of course. Yeah. But uh, Sununu, what, he'll get like, what, two or three points? He just wants his yeah. name as part of the. Kyle, President Biden, Kyle's asking, what about prescription drug prices, Brandon? They've never been lower. They're almost as low as my approval ratings, Kyle. Anyways, Kamala, you want to share her with daddy? Yeah, prescription drug prices. I don't know. They seem to be. Uh, are they still pretty high? I don't know. Everything seems to be. I mean, folks, the cost of chicken right now. I know Eggs. you can't get you can't get chicken. You can't do chick if you want to do a sacrifice and you need a chicken for your hoodoo voodoo. It's a lot of money. Even Auntie Lindsay's out of pocket, dude, with the chicken prices. You know, for what he's trying to do. I know. Uh, but yeah, back to Sununu. He's thinking about running for president because he just he wants to be able to influence the process. He knows he's not going to win the nomination, but he wants to have uh, influence and obviously something in the next administration if it's a Republican one. So I think that's his play. And he Sununu just got elected to what his third or fourth term? Third? 
I think Sununu is is maybe, and he's only like he's young. He's like what 50, 52 or something like that. So he's you know he's he's expanding the Sununu brand, and you know maybe he'll he'll want to. Uh, he has spoken out against the king, so he's hedging his bets. He doesn't he, fourth. He's in his fourth term. Right. He just got elected to his fourth term, which is like the last governor we had that was probably John Lynch. This made John this made Chris Sununu the second modern governor of New Hampshire to serve four terms after John Lynch. Yeah, so he's gonna be in the mix. Uh Nikki Haley should be announcing this week. Uh I think I'm Mike Pompeo is gonna announce. Um Pence. Possibly John Bolton, Mike Pence. Uh, who else? Uh, you know, you got your Larry Hogan's, you know, those are the, those clowns. Those are the Jeb type candidates. I'll be right maybe, back. Maybe Repope, uh, Scott, Senator Tim Scott, maybe he'll run. Um, yeah. So it'll, uh, it'll be good. It's going to be, uh, it'd be, it definitely will be an interesting primary for sure. So I'm going to, uh, play some prime time 99 here. He was just out trolling. It's pretty good. So you like the way our country's going? Do you think our country's heading in the right direction? All right, guys, I'm in Coeur d'Alene. Here are the protesters. You know, they hate Marjorie Taylor Greene. Guys, this is what a bunch of losers look like. This is a bunch of abortionists, baby killing. So you guys like abortion? We love love. What about abortion? Are killing a baby love? You know what? Are killing a baby love? So she's standing up against abortion. Yeah, she is. Marjorie's standing up. There's a baby killer right here. She smiled. She's yeah. Pro choice. That's a baby. So you like babies to die? These guys are a bunch of idiots and baby killers. These are baby killers. Probably poor babies. You probably I will. probably support abortion. Abortion, absolutely. Yeah, because she wants to kill babies. Like these are the people. What are they? Oh, they're a fetus. So, so a fetus and a baby are not the same thing. So a fetus and a baby are not. That's how dumb is you? They don't even know what a fetus is. They don't realize a fetus has a heart. You think it's a clump of cells? They think it's a clump of. It's a clump of cells. You guys are sick. Prime time, Mike. He's not afraid to mix it up. And you would have been happy about that? Well, I wouldn't know, would I? Good God. Dude, he's not afraid to really just go up there and mix it up. <laughs> when he was in England, dude, with all the uh, Ukrainian protesters. Yeah. So that was a video out in Idaho. He, he and Marjorie Taylor Green, Mike, were on a bill speaking for a group. I think 700 people came out. Just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is where our politics are, man. It's I just entertainment it. now, dude. And yeah. Anybody who says that otherwise and that our politicians aren't entertainers and we don't want them or expect them to be entertainers, it's just not true. Yeah. No, I mean, primetime is awesome. He's able to get a lot of attention, but once he really gets rolling and he gets into the meat of some things, he, he says some real shit. Yeah. He, he, he's, he, well, his culture jamming, I mean, that's really where he's coming from. Right. And he's using comedy and he's using the TikTok 10 second soundbite era to try and try and weaponize it and get it through. Dontarius though, Mike. Yeah, that's his wife's boyfriend. <laughs> he's like, now I can't get health care for my wife's boyfriend. I mean, just dude, just that statement <laughs> says so much about where we are as a zeitgeist in 2023. Just the brilliance of that statement. Yeah. Says everything. 
Yeah, and congratulations to Alex, man. His show at the Blaze launched last week. That's awesome. So we wish we're hoping to get down to Texas in the next couple months, and maybe we can. Yeah, if we get down there, we can hopefully see him. We could go to well. He went to Dealey Plaza with Gavin McGinnis. They went. They went. They went through the museum and recently. Yeah, I'll see if I can find. Oh that. God, is there footage of did, that? They did yeah, the. We, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look for that. They did the tour. So when we went to Dealey Plaza with our boy uh, Ricky, who you know, who was a Jackman Radio producer for uh, probably a year, um, I got into the elevator. You know, at the sixth floor museum, and we're coming down. It's quiet, you know. I, I'm like, so who thinks Oswald did it and acted alone? And a few, few people still raise their hands, and that's the power of myth. That's the power of narrative and official story. And uh, you know, they. Oh God, what's this? <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, let me see. So yeah, he had um, Gavin McGinnis on his first like inaugural episode of his new show. And while, the, while he was down there, Mike, they went and spent some time. Uh, and I'll play the video at Dealey Plaza. Okay. I, uh, I didn't know the story of JFK. I just saw the pictures and I thought, she's got that gorgeous ass and she slumped over him. Why is he ignoring it? But I realize now he, he had no brains. No yeah, brains. Have you heard the rumor that JFK committed suicide? Uh, that's silly. Why is that so silly? He was shot in the head. It hit him in the head, it blew his head off. Yeah, but it's easy. It's possible to shoot your own self in the head. What about the conspiracy that he's still alive? Some people say he's still alive. That's just a silly. That's silly? Am I here to tell you silly stories? I don't think I want to bother with that. So. Do you think JFK would support would support the war in Ukraine currently? Oh, I think the war in Ukraine is a, is a good thing, so I'm sure he so would. He would. Have, you, like the have you heard about these Republican politicians being assassinated in, in New Jersey? There was a black woman. No, I'm not going to talk politics out here. I'm here to oh. talk history, and I'm here to talk real history and uh, silliness. So, uh, Are you vaccinated? <laughs> it's none of your business. Why don't you go somewhere else? And, <sighs> please go away. I think he has Moderna vibes. Moderna vibes. This is the sixth floor museum where Lee Harvey Oswald, quote unquote, supposedly shot JFK. This attractive, Gavin? No, that's it. That's like a nine point eight. It was a gorgeous hunk. Don't get me wrong. That's a smoke. Pretty good, but there's just a lot of reading. Look, Gavin didn't like it. Listen, this is it. Well, it's twenty dollars to get in this place. Right. We saw some American history. The museum's not very good. We just went to the museum. The museum's not that great. Well, they don't show a lot of evidence. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like this. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. This is a benefit a lot. The lady on there says it was the Italian mafia. Well, he's a homeless guy that lives in a hotel. So if he told me today was Thursday, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, they show him like. He looks over too. You having a yo play? Yeah. <laughs> Grasping old yo play. He's right near the X. <laughs> oh God. So you see That's real transgressive. Weirdo who's obsessed with JFK. A homeless man talking to That's not the gun, by the way. These two guys are way better than the museum, which is just a sanitized graphic version. It brings it up. Yes, on Polk, or I guess someone went to Kinko's, and then another entire floor. Kinko's. Civil rights, blackity black history. What the hell is this guy doing? The people are way better at doing stuff like this than the government, than the city. Beck talks about this all the time. We are way better 
and the authorities. That means it sucks. These freaks are awesome. <laughs> He's not wrong about that. Um, if you want to see a really great, current, up-to-date, new podcast about the JFK assassination, you got to check out Eric Hunley and uh, Mark Robert's uh, America's Untold Stories. Mark Robert has been in the game a long time, and he goes. He's been down to Dallas. Um, you know, he's worked with Oliver Stone. He's a, a brilliant researcher. He's read a. He's read every any book you can think of about the assassination. He reads the book, and then he gets the best information from the book, and then he calls it, and then presents it in a very informative and funny way. But um, it doesn't sound like uh, Gavin McGinnis actually knows that much about the assassination, or has looked at it too deeply, or or in a meaningful way. No, but. No, they were just down there honking. They were trolling, yeah. They were honking and trolling, yeah, which uh, right. at this point, you know, you got to use comedy to even get a bite-sized morsel of, of truth to people. Yeah, that's great, though. So that was part of primetime show that that. Oh, uh, uh, that was he, just an aside that they did. He had oh, Gavin okay. in studio as a guest, um, and they went and hung out at Dealey, and you know, we we did the whole deal at Dealey with Ricky. We went through the museum and. Yeah, they had, they had the audio of Jesse Ventura saying, "There ain't no way some guy who was not an expert marksman named Lee Harvey Oswald with a piece of shit bolt action rifle, man, the Kirkacano made the shots." They did have that clip, dude, that you could put on the headphones and listen to. So, yeah, you got to give him that. You got to give him that. Well, they but... had Jesse Ventura in there. Yeah, there, there ain't no way. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the official story has never been able to actually explain how Oswald got the rifle into the depository. So, you know, there, there's there, there's so many problems with the official story. That's one of them. Um, you know, the police initially identified a, uh, a German Mauser gun, and the police officer that identified the gun as a Mauser was someone who worked in a sports rifle shop who knew guns really well. Okay, so there's no way he confused the man liquor Carcano, which is a bolt action piece of shit rifle uh, that they call, that they um, what they call it the peacemaker. They had some nickname for it yeah. um, because it wasn't accurate. Right, you know, couldn't kill during, anybody, so it was a peacemaker. During, yeah, during the war, and uh, there was another another gun that was identified. I mean, there's there's the, the chain of custody was so. Um, so tainted and uh, just so messed up that there, there's no way you could prove anything about it. And if you watch that documentary from the 80s, uh, Thin Blue Line, where they where they later show a lot of those Dallas police officers were involved literally in framing people going back decades, the whole, the whole case for the JFK assassination just completely falls apart in the whole story. You know, there was a wallet at the Tippett murder scene that was uh, for, you know, had the identification for AJ Heidel and then they, which was an alias of Oswald supposedly. Then when they got Oswald to the theater, he had his other wallet on him. I mean, it's just, there's so many things. It was clearly planted evidence, no chain of custody. And uh, that's great though. We'll have to get back down there, back down to Dilly Plaza. Yeah. Next time we go to Texas, I mean, if we're going to be near Dallas, that's, that's definitely a must. With prime time. Yeah. It'd be and, great and to Ricky. go. <laughs> when, when, casually, Mike, when prime time's like, are you vaccinated? <laughs> He just asked, right? I mean, he asked a guy that, but you know, two, three years ago, that was okay to ask that question. (laughs) The way he's like, are you vaccinated? What do you, uh, what do you think about Elon Omar being taken off the uh, committee, the foreign policy, the foreign affairs committee? Uh, You know, say what you will about the squad. Uh, when, whenever Elon Omar, I was going to call her Elon Musk, Ilhan Musk. Whenever she has spoken, her and her was, brother went to prom together. Oh God! Yeah, there were thirteen reasons why Somalia edition. The uh, mo- enchanted under their moonlight dance. 
Oh God. Black Hawk now. Whenever Black Hawk down. Whenever um, Ilhan Omar has spoken uh, truthfully about the influence that APAC and the Israeli lobby has on our government, um, on the media, on the war machine, you know, on everything, I've always applauded her for that, and I've always boosted it and shared it and sung her praises for doing so, for being a member of Congress uh, and having the guts to do that, because that does not make you any friends. Um, so certainly, you know, I appreciate when she does things like that. But <clears throat> them, uh, McCarthy and company, weaponizing the gavel um, and playing politics and throwing her off the committee. Um, I mean, didn't that happen to Marjorie Taylor Greene? It did, yeah. So they're trying to, quote unquote, be consistent. But mm. that just shows you, man, they're, they're, they're playing like kids in a sandbox down there. Yeah. You know, and people's lives hang in the balance. And this is how they behave. Dude, the boa that Marjorie Taylor Greene was wearing, that white yeah. boa, get a photo up. of that. And she up. was... She was walking around the Capitol with a balloon before the State of the Union. Yeah. I mean, dude, the last thing I want to cover is the balloon. Okay. we got to talk about the balloon. You know, that's the 800-pound uh, gorilla uh, balloon in the room. You know? It seems like there's multiple balloons, actually. We've got stuff going on over Alaska, you know, maybe the Carolinas, Montana, like... You know, I think the China Hawk crowd are, are really uh, salivating over this particular story. And a lot of people don't realize when Eisenhower was president in the 50s, we sent balloons over Russia and China calling them weather balloons. So they, I wonder where they got the idea from. Yeah. I mean, dude, come on. Oh. <sighs> alpaca wool? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It was made from alpaca? Marjorie Taylor Greene's white thing was made from alpaca. Five hundred dollar wool coat to the State of the Union to hi to highlight the Chinese spy balloon. Dude, it looks like an inner tube when you're in a pool, or a thing when you're on a plane that you have as a neck pillow. Yeah, I love MTG, dude. She's she's everything. Dude, she's not afraid to ghoul it up when she does the thumbs down too, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's the like gladiator sells for over four ninety five on Overland.com and supports Peruvian artisans in earning. Fair wages, Mike. That's amazing. Ooh, no, it was, that was actually a gift that I sent her. And it's a very beautiful gift. It's a very nice coat. And Melania didn't want it. So I said, you know what? We'll send it to Marjorie. Let's send it to Marjorie. I was like Richard Gere in Pretty Woman, and she was Julia Roberts. And See, I, brought her on a, I brought her on a shopping spree. Yeah, Brandon's all dialed in. They have everything dialed in. They're just like, man, we just got to keep Brandon alive for six more years. Yeah. We just got to keep, you know, we just, or we got to at least make the people believe that he's still alive. Cause it is like a weekend at Bernie's kind of scenario. Yeah. Let's make the people believe that he's alive for six years. And, you know, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene heckling throughout. It's turning, it's more and more like British Parliament. The yeah. State of the Union is becoming more like British Parliament. <sighs> you know? Yeah. Lauren Bobert, too, though, dude. That was last year? Yeah. They're oxygen. You know, what's the latest with George Santos? I don't know. I haven't really heard uh, anything lately about him, but he's doing his thing, man. You know, he, he, he needs to just start showing up in drag to Congress. I think he should. Yeah. With the, he, needs, he, needs he could borrow Marjorie Taylor Greene's outfit from the State of the Union and probably wear it better. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she better be careful. Santos will raid her congressional closet and steal the alpaca boa, the alpaca coat. Paint me like one of your French girls, Jack. This is a very rare diamond. I'm gonna call I want you up. to paint me wearing this. 
All right. Wearing only this. Dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Kate Winslet in the... Hold on, I'm yeah, getting we'll, it, Mike. We'll play that. Okay, we'll play that to close this out. <clears throat> There's always so much going on out there in the world, and it's amazing that we're all alive right now to witness it, you know, to bear witness, Eric, you know, to what's going on, to be able to, to laugh and honk about it. It's pretty incredible. Wearing this and only this. Okay. okay. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of the French girls. Wearing this. All right. Wearing only this. The last thing I need is another picture of me looking like an awesome doll. Do the music. <laughs> Look at my boobies. Look at my boobies, Jack. I expect I to get what I want. want. You hear the music, right? It's very tender. Yep. Oh. Look at my boobies, Jack. The nice. Hold on. Look, Look at, at my boobies, Jack. Look at them. Come on. The nice. Come on. This is a nice. Real diamond. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls wearing this. All right, all right. Wearing only this. <laughs> Dude, that never gets old, man. Oh, that is so good. That's been our oxygen for a while. Yeah, well, it keeps you going, man. You know, Look you're doing your job Jack. during the day. You do whatever your job is, and I know everybody has uh, different types of jobs out there. Just think about that clip, you know, when you're like two hours into your, your shift on Monday or Tuesday and you're questioning everything. Think about that. I hope it get you through. Look at my boobies, Jack. Look at them. Look, look at them. The nice. And oh, the predictions for the Super Bowl. Uh, Raytheon by 12. I got Pfizer winning it by eight. Mm. Wearing this. You know, Wearing only this. Wearing only this, the woman. Only this. The morning on. Yeah, have you got any chats or super chats or anything to read before we before we bang out? Oh, yeah. um, oh, you got a couple. No, no. Well, yeah, what were we going to say? I was going to say we watched. Uh, we got we watched the, the Jonah Hill Netflix. Uh, you people, with Eddie Murphy. Cool. That was painful. I mean, I mean, the thing is, like overall, yeah, it's just an agenda-driven suck fest. But there were some funny moments. I thought. Um, uh, the friend there that he did the podcast with, I forget her name. Sam J, is that her name? She's a comedian. She's like, she's like, I gotta do coke and suck on toes. Remember that? Um ahead of the bachelor party. Yeah, she was she was funny. Um David Duchovny just slept walked through the movie. He looked like he was on Paxel. <laughs> he, he, he was like, Yeah, you know, you know, New World Order and Snoop Dogg are doing stuff. You know, I was in X Files with Gillian Anderson. Oh my god. I'm a sex addict. California available now on HBO repeat. I'm a sex addict. It's like, oh, he's not an actor. He's he's just Fox Mulder. It's yeah. like everything you see him in, you're like, that's Fox Mulder. He's terrible. It, it's just it was just awful. Scully, I had a three-day with aliens in Vegas this weekend. I didn't wrap it, but I used some of the mucus that they used on Travis Walton and Fire in the Sky. Scully, it's an alien. It's yours. Wearing this. And only this. And only this. D-I-S, Mike. Not this, but this. 
I mean, Julia Louis Dreyfus, you had a, uh, you thought actually she captured some of that boomer cringe energy that. Oh yeah, yeah. So she played Jonah Hill's mother in the movie You People on Netflix, and yeah, they did a good job of her character really cap capturing the cringiness of uh, you know some some do-gooder white women her age who view minorities and people of other cultures and ethnicities as like like a little plaything that's to be like treated like a like tableau a to collect yeah, to collect and to treat like a child and like an infant and uh not like know, an individual or a, per, a real realized a, person a human being just treat them like a human being and uh i thought i thought the movie did a good job at that and then the whole story arc part of eddie murphy's character how he was nation of islam and he had had dinner with brother farrakhan and he gave him a uh, kufi that, that was, was based good. yeah that was that you know eddie murphy probably made sure that went in there yeah yeah that was like, so, like yeah. you want me to play axel rose again <laughs> we're gonna have the kufi from brother farrakhan I think I think what happened was is Eddie Murphy was hanging out with Kyrie Irving before he went on the set of You People, and Kyrie said, "Look, Eddie, you got to get the Kufi in there. You got to give Brother Farrakhan a shout out. Okay, we're doing incredible things with the brothers. We're doing great things with Yay. He went a little little crazy there, but we're doing amazing things." Somebody cut a check, dude, from Nation of Islam. They like got it they, in there, Mike. You know how Coke and Pepsi or, or Gillette they they have sponsorships or or Doritos, whatever, for anything. Speaking of Super Bowl, why can't Nation of Islam get a plug? Yeah, maybe they did a favor for the for the producer's brother-in-law. You know, like who it's knows? It's a good point, Mike. That's all I'm saying, man. That's how the world goes round. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely amazing. Well, that's all I got on my end. You got any other stories or anything else you want to riff? How about Paul and Ringo dancing together last Aww. week? At the, I'll see that really that it. really made me uh, feel warm and fuzzy. You know, as we are 90 seconds from midnight, we got balloons flying. We got a lot of hot air, a lot of gas up in the stratosphere. Um, and, and my thing about the balloon, the whole balloon deal, like, so for the China Hawks, for, for people who think that a war with China would be something that would even be remotely possible and, and remotely winnable, um, either China are so incompetent that they're spying on us with a fucking weather balloon that, like, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz would be flying in, and it's cartoonish. Um, you know, or they're, they're, or, or, or they're not right. You know, who says China's a huge threat. So I don't know. Here's Paul and Ringo to play us out. Hey. 80 and 82 years old. God bless they're, them. Look at they're them. old. Hey. They're old, Mike. Yeah. What keeps them going, Eric? Money. They got a lot. They don't of have that. to tour. Yeah, even they Ringo, as the drummer, is still probably worth three, four hundred million. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm loaded, Howard. When Howard was kind of trying, Howard Stern was prying a little bit to ask Ringo how much money he had. I'm loaded, Howard. I'm lo I'm loaded. I'm loaded, Howard. I mean, Paul's got even with peg leg divorcing him and with a daughter Beatrice and taking a lot of money, he's still got to be near a billion. He's probably recovered since then and is over a billion. Yeah. And Ringo's got to be three, four hundred million at least. Yeah, they're they're fine, Mike. So they're okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, dude, thank God they're still going, man. Yeah, it's nice to see them together. They've been mates for uh, 60 years. Just over 60 years, man, keeping That's that crazy. thing going. So it's crazy. And then, dude, the, beach, the Beach Boys in the Box at the Grammy thing, yeah. the five Beach, uh, the surviving Beach Boys, it was uh, David Marks, Al Jardine, Brian Wilson, Mike Love, and Bruce Johnson all sitting together for the 60th anniversary. 
<clears throat> that was pretty good. The Grammys are going to be releasing a uh, tribute to them on, uh, I think, CBS or Paramount Plus later this year. But they filmed that over the weekend. And one of my friends is is uh, has toured with the Beach Boys, and he's in Brian Wilson's band, and he's got some information about that. We'll be talking with him. So that'll be good. But, yeah, that's the Sunday review. Uh, Super Bowl, enjoy the commercials. Enjoy the uh, uh, halftime Illuminati blood ritual where they got the weekend flying in, getting plastic surgery, bleeding everywhere. Enjoy that, folks. Katie, sponsored by Katie, Katie Perry and Pfizer and Bilderberg. Would you say like the balloon Illuminati? Yeah, the balloon Illuminati. The balloon not Illuminati. You know, <laughs> the balloon is naughty. <laughs> the balloon is naughty. <laughs> the balloon is naughty. I love it. The balloon is naughty, folks. Infowars.com. Brought to you. We love by you guys. Pfizer. We love yeah, thanks you everybody. guys. Thank you. Yeah, for tuning in and. Uh, Again, please consider becoming a patron of Jackman Radio. Five dollars, ten bucks, twenty bucks a month, whatever you could do and you you feel you could do. We'd love it. We'd appreciate your support. Patreon.com slash Jackman Radio. And we're always happy to entertain and inform. Texas says thanks for the entertainment, fellas. You're welcome. We appreciate you guys watching. And if you like that entertainment, consider becoming a patron. We appreciate the support. And I am on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Senator Jackman on Instagram. And then the Twitter handle is Jackman Radio. And to all of our folks who are listening to the audio version of this, thank you so much. And be sure if you're not, subscribe to us on Podbean or Spotify, Apple or iTunes. And of course, to our YouTube channel, Jackman Radio. Everybody, you have a great rest of your day and we will see you next time. Cheers.